0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of To the West and Back. Today, my special guest is one of my best friends, Nick Smith. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. How happy can- to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. So maybe let's start off and uh, just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh my god, like what? Just, uh, you know, take us back to the, the good old days. Before college, then
1: coming to ICU, oh, met, and all the fun stuff. Okay, well, my name's Nick Smith. And we are great friends. This is true. <laughs> very true. Um, I'm from Springfield, Illinois. Uh, have a very large family. I'm 24. My social security number is... <laughs> keep going. Just kidding. Um, went to Illinois College, which is where we met as what? Juniors? Yes. I think well, I guess, yeah. we met as sophomores. Probably as sophomores, yeah. Friends as juniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we both live here in St. Louis. I know, and I'm a marketing specialist, and you are everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um,
0: maybe let's start out with talking about your uh business that you guys started whenever you guys were in. Oh, high
1: yeah, that that, that forgot thing. about that, that. that thing. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I'll backtrack. So, when I was really young, like really young, I loved the news like news channel 20 in springfield i was their biggest fan i would go and do like job shadows and stuff because i wanted to be a news anchor and so i would use like my mom's vhs camera and like make my own news shows and stuff like that so always loved cameras and then one of my really good friends andrew also had a similar interest. He wasn't like a crazy obsessive person about the news like I was, but he liked the behind the scenes stuff. And even in middle school, we ran the school announcements. It was like a, we did announcements on TV and I was a weatherman and Andrew did like the video board. Um, So I love yeah, that's super cool. So we yeah. got into video production at a really young age. That's like 10 years old or something. Yeah. And then when we were juniors in high school, someone came to us and said, hey, I heard from so-and-so that you guys like to make videos. How would you like to make a video for me? And we were like, okay, sure. And then asked what it was. And it was a, I still don't even quite understand what they do. It's a company that does, like, aftermarket mods on old Volvo cars. And they take their cars, which were pretty ugly, and just, like, grow. Like, if I saw it on the street, I'd be like, what? You're like, I don't want that. Why, are there, why <laughs> are there, like, you know, a bunch of guys standing around that car? It looks, like, not good. So, anyway, we make this promo video for them because they're trying to... Do business. I don't even know what they sell. Like yeah. literally, I have no idea still. And when we're finished with the promo video, they're like, dang, this was really good. We want to put your guys' business name as one of the decals on our car, like one of our sponsors. So send us your logo. And we were like, Whoa. <laughs> Actually, we're 17 years old. We don't have a business. We don't have a logo or anything. And so we (laughs) worked all weekend on a logo that I'm pretty sure we made in Microsoft Word. And we came up with (laughs) brainstormed, like past tense, brainstormed productions. And the O in brainstormed was a like coffee mug ring stain. Which doesn't make any sense (laughs) Like absolutely no sense And so we sent that to him And that was our name We started a Facebook page For literally no reason And then we started doing people's senior photos That summer Just because we had cameras Like we weren't doing promo videos But somehow that's what Helped us, I don't know, launch Yeah, get it Even though, Yeah, it's not actually a launch Because there was no business There was nothing so we started doing senior photos, or just like, hey, friend, do you want to go after school to this park over here, which sounds really creepy, <laughs> and take some photos for <laughs> for me to practice, which sounds weird. But yeah, we did that. And then after a while, we were like, you know, we're literally just doing photos. Like anything, productions, doesn't make sense. We're not a production company. This is dumb. So let's come up with a different name. And so Framework Photography was born, even though we didn't print photos, we didn't frame photos or anything, but our logo was the word Framework with a crooked frame around the work part and then photography. How did you come up with that name originally? Um, you know, my mom just like said it while well, we were in the process of thinking of names. And we tried to think of things that would be like good photo and video names, but really we weren't doing video. We're just doing photos. And yeah, we didn't have a studio. We weren't framing anything, but somehow framework framework is is what we settled on. Yeah. I love it. So then that's still before my senior year of high school, all of that. And then I joined this program called Sangamon CEO, And the CEO stands for Creating Entrepreneurial Opportunities. It was the first year of this class. Um, It was just for high school seniors who were interested in maybe being business owners in the future. And part of what you had to do in the class was the first semester, the whole class comes up with an event that they can market, promote, you know, whatever, just so they can like put together a business plan and delegate tasks to people and everything. And then the second semester, everyone has an individual business and they have to like actually start it. They can pitch to investors and um, we took the money that we got from the class event in the first semester and that was split up and was everyone's seed money for the second semester to start their business. But you had to like submit your proposal and your business plan and everything. And I was like, well, I already have a business. <laughs> huh. Ooh. which did I because no not really. I feel like I was just cheating like hey I don't really have to do any work like it would be good for us to have a business plan so this is my opportunity to make a business plan yeah so I used framework as my personal business and learned a ton because I had a mentor who was literally ran the most profitable photography studio in the country was my mentor for that and so I learned a bunch, but also as a 17 year old, how much of that do you really like absorb? I had no context. Yeah. Like anything that I was learning. But then after that, I mean, through that class, we learned a lot about like making relationships with people. I didn't really learn anything about actual photography, but I learned how to charge for photography. Um, and yeah, forming business relationships. And then the spring, that spring of my senior year, um mine and Andrew's swim coach was like hey I have this building that it's just like sitting there like he owns rental properties and this was a commercial property that he had where he would take all of the like junk furniture from his residential rental properties when people moved out that they just left and he would just take it and this building was like full of crap And Andrew and I were like, um, if you let us like renovate this building, can we use it like as our studio? And he was like, yeah, um, not until after graduation because he was a teacher and wanted us to focus on school and swimming. And so we waited until after graduation, we got the keys to this place and it was The I swear to you the hardest summer of my life trying to renovate this really really old place that I kid you not had carpet on the walls like it was nasty that sounds crazy yeah it was bad (laughs) and it looked like a hoarder's paradise like it was just full (laughs) of stuff so we renovated this place and you've been there Mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet it was a pretty sweet space like the first time we renovated it it was not as sweet as when you saw it cause we I mean it I mean, it was old and we also had no money. I spent all of my graduation money on like paint and drywall for that place. That's awesome. I sound like a real person. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So, I mean, it had like drop ceiling, like wood paneling on the walls and stuff. Sounds like a good project. Yeah. So the first time we renovated it, we kept all of that. And just like we painted the ceiling gray, we painted the walls blue. So it wasn't just, you know, as dated. And then as we started getting clients and started making money, we were like, this space is like really embarrassing for like us to be presenting ourselves as real professional photographers. So we were there for about six months and then we spent, I want to say, probably another six months renovating it again. And that's what it looked like by the time you saw it. Yeah, which remember, was, like, beautiful. It, it was amazing. I remember walking in and being like, I want one of these. Yeah. Can I, can I have one of these? Yeah. <laughs> and we did it ourselves, which was yeah. super cool. That's even better, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot. I mean, I can drywall now. That's impressive. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a nice skill yeah. to have. I can't do any, like, electrical. I let Andrew do all of that because it scares me Yeah. That I'm going to get electrocuted. Yeah. But, yeah. So we did that. And this was... I was in my first year of college at Benedictine University in Springfield. Then they closed, like any good school does, yeah, right? Like all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided that I would transfer to Illinois College. It's a good choice. And also run this business at the same time. And I see was only, what, thirty five minutes away from Springfield? Yeah, it's like not it's not bad. bad at the time it felt horrible but now that i live in st louis i'm like that's all it took me to get here yeah like that's a pretty normal drive yeah that's pretty
0: pretty normal i think i had like a 35 minute drive to high school every day
1: oh so, my god so that's that pretty, sounds, i had that's like a seven intense.
0: minute drive to high school Nice, that would have been nice but
1: yeah um so yeah i moved to ic and kept running this business with andrew who was still in springfield And we did that, yeah, until I graduated college. That's awesome. And then
0: so at that point when you graduated, you guys decided to close the business. Was that like a really hard decision to make between kind of continuing the business or just kind of having that chapter kind of close
1: and start the next one? Yeah, it wasn't hard, actually. I mean, I thought like a few months before that, I was like, is that where this is going? And I was really sad about it. And then once we got there, I was like, no, this is like, this makes sense. Like, it's the right choice. Yeah, I mean, I was a college student and we weren't, like, we were, you know, making money, but it's not like I could reasonably graduate college and that'd be my full-time job. I was also engaged by that time. Yeah. So also, yeah, had a wedding day for totally understand. (laughs) And I did decide, you know, if I can't get a job anywhere, like in Springfield or anything, like, I'll do this. But I'm living at home while I do it. Like, I'm not moving in with my fiancé, which I wanted to. And uh, I'm going to have to suck it up and, like, just not make a lot of money. But also, it kind of naturally run its course. It was, I want to say the beginning of that last year. I guess the beginning of the spring semester of my senior year, Andrew came to me. and was like, yeah, so I wanna help you finish up everything that we've booked. But after that, I don't think I wanna do anything creative like as a job. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like I kind of knew because Andrew and I are very different people. Like when we ran the business and we had three associate photographers and four interns under us, which is a ton for it not being like, for me to make it sound like it's not real. Like it was pretty real. Yeah, That's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, But even when we had basically a full staff, like I was leading any, everything creative and Andrew was leading like operations. Like he ran the studio, he paid the bills and he was my assistant, which is what he wanted to do. But because we were so small and because it was a photography company, like you have to take photos. Yeah. Like if I'm shooting a wedding, you have to go mm-hmm. and you have to also shoot the wedding with yeah. me. And he didn't want to do that, which was completely fine. I was also getting to the point of like, I had done weddings full time for probably a year at that point. Like the previous summer, we were having a wedding almost every weekend for a little bit, which, you know, yeah, that's taxing. Yeah, That's really taxing. Yeah. And I was getting to the point of like, man, am I really going to like enjoy, am I going to be spending my 20s out photographing people's weddings every weekend? Like I might get rich if I can really, really learn how to do some marketing, but I don't think I want to put that much time into the marketing. Like I either want to do the marketing or I want to be the photographer. I either want... To market someone else's services. Or I want someone to market mine for me. Like I don't want to do both. Yeah. It's a lot to do both. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like when you're (laughs) a photographer. Especially full time. Like
0: you're wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. There's a lot. Lots of editing. And behind the scenes things going on. Yeah. While also trying to like market yourself. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was just too young probably. Like none of us could really get that through our heads. Like we would come to the studio every day. To work but we weren't putting together like marketing plans. We weren't spending any money on any kind of advertising. We had stuff that would go on social every day to drive brand awareness. But other than that, it was just like great big shot in the dark. Like it was nothing. Yeah. We just couldn't grasp that. Like, you know, these people are not going to just show up at your door forever. You're going to have to do something to draw people in and that's exactly what happened like that last year our like contracts being signed slowed down so much and it's mostly because we kind of felt like okay this is like we're pretty much done we're kind of so we, coming yeah. to the end of the line yeah so we weren't posting on social we weren't advertising anything and guess what happened people weren't knocking on our door they weren't like where are you guys going i wanted to hire you no, they didn't because they didn't even know we existed anymore. Yeah. So, so yeah,
0: maybe that's a good thing to transition to. Um yeah. be talking about like marketing strategies now, like how you kinda go about doing those kinds of things. Cause so I feel like people will be interested in kind of learning about like your ideas around marketing and kind of philosophy and whatnot.
1: Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I left Framework and graduated from IC. I got a job at a big national general contractor here in St. Louis as a creative services specialist um, because I used some of the things that I learned from Framework. And then also when I was an intern at good old KJB's, our college bar in Jacksonville, (laughs) I learned a lot during that marketing internship. And then I was also a promotions assistant at a radio station throughout college. So I took all of that put it together in a portfolio and that's how I got my job in St. Louis and I didn't get to do a ton of marketing strategy at that job. Um, But what I did get to bring to the table was knowing how to use video to our advantage. And that's not to say that everyone has to do video. I mean, I think everyone should do video. You probably think everyone should do video, (laughs) (laughs) but it's more of just like, The broader term, I guess, would just be content marketing. Like biggest thing I learned from doing marketing for Framework, our brand awareness and our sales shot through the roof when we were doing a weekly video series that was not about photography. It was not about anything having to do with our jobs. It was just about us as people. I call it like the Buzzfeed approach because you know, BuzzFeed, their content is just their people yeah. doing stuff. Like I can't even tell you how many times I've watched the video of the BuzzFeed employees trying Absinthe for the first time. <laughs> I've watched it multiple times because it's funny. And it is not at all about them being writers for BuzzFeed. They're literally just trying Absinthe. That is so random. It is. So random. So yeah, we took what I called the BuzzFeed approach. And we made a weekly video series called Framework Friday. And then we were like, the talk of the town. Like everyone wanted to do stuff with us. People were asking, what's the next video gonna be? And it converted into sales. Like we were seeing actual differences in our sales volume because of that. Which was sweet, because then we could use it for like, our associate photographer was trying to launch us into having a boudoir program so while most of our videos weren't about photography that one was so we already had the audience for framework friday and then we said okay let's do one that's just about boudoir like if you want to spark an interest to do these sessions we have these people who are waiting for the video this friday yeah let's just make one about that
0: yeah, you kind of got the momentum, and then it's like, oh, like, drop in some stuff about what you guys are doing, yes. kind of back to the the original video style, maybe drop in another one, so that's a good idea. I'm yeah. Over here taking some notes for my own, yeah. My own <laughs> brand.
1: Yeah. So I brought that to my first job, just in the video sense, and then I left that job after two years, and now I'm, what, three months into a new job, where I am a marketing specialist, and I'm the only marketing person in this whole 150 person, billion dollar organization, which is crazy because they put a lot of trust in me for being 24 years old and two years out of school. It's freaky. It's cool though. Yeah. You're but doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So that's where I kind of was able to take that approach and make it more grown up because, like you said, Okay, like I said, or like we have these videos and they're really fun. Why not use it as a platform since we already have the audience? And then you translated it into more marketing terms of like we have the, you know, awareness. And I don't even know what you said. Yeah, You said it in a more marketing (laughs) form. So now that's what I do because I do a ton of like, I mean, they said basically, here's what we're trying to sell. And here's how quickly we need to do it. So just tell us what we need to do and then just do it. And I said, okay, well, we're going to do a lot of email marketing and we're going to market on LinkedIn to people who are in our target market. And so I'm doing something that's called a drip campaign, which basically is like each email that someone receives is dependent on the behavior that they do in the previous email It's like you click something in our first email and you will be sent this next one. But someone who didn't click will get sent a different one after that. That's cool. Yeah. And so part of it, it's like split into three parts and it's just like Framework Friday, except with emails. The first one is just like, hey, here's who we are and here's what we do. I'm not really asking you to buy anything, like just putting this out there for you and giving them educational pieces of just like, here's something about our industry that will help you as a person. Well, not as a person, as a business owner, because we help business owners. And so it's not salesy, it's not pushy or anything. We do that over a series of three, four, five emails over the course of three, four, five weeks. And then after that transition into, oh, hey, by the way, Like, you know that we do this, here's how we do this, since I feel like you were interested maybe. And here's the first time that I'm gonna give you a link to like our contact page. It's getting them really warm. And then after that, whoever's left, you just like attack them. Like, hey, fill out this form because I know you wanna talk to us. So we kind of did that with Framework, but in in a way where we didn't it wasn't intentional it just kind of flowed that way and it worked but now it's like oh i know why it worked so i'm gonna apply that to this job which is a very grown-up job compared to taste testing different kinds of beer for framework (laughs) (laughs) for a framework friday video so yeah that's
0: cool i feel like all those old experiences though have helped you kind of kind of get to where you are now. So it's like you've learned so much from all those like framework and other things that you've done internships and whatnot. And that's all kind of shaped like your kind of philosophy now, which I think is always cool to learn people's kind of their story. Yeah, stories.
1: I feel like that's why I don't feel like I have no regrets about leaving my business. No regrets about leaving my last job, even though I sobbed when I told my boss that I was leaving. No regrets. Because yeah, I learned something at each one and now look at me yeah look at me go
0: look at me go <laughs> <laughs> what would be some uh, advice to give someone who's looking for their first job you know out of college I know mm-hmm. now is like a weird time for applying to jobs and whatnot, but I feel like you could have some some good advice for people
1: yeah um I didn't apply to any job that I wouldn't actually work like I know there were a ton of people I mean we have the same degree business administration and marketing Mm -hmm. and I mean you know people will just apply to anything and everything when they're looking for a job and I you know there were people that were applying to like 30 or more jobs I think I maybe applied to like maybe 15 because I was really picky and unfortunately for me that had me without a job until April a month before graduation but I stayed there for two years and I loved it and didn't want to leave because I was super picky when I was picking it also this applies to starting a business and finding a job you have to know your worth big time like I remember when we were starting framework I think we did our first wedding for like two hundred dollars maybe like $200 (laughs) and then when we got really confident and at the time we were thinking we're too cocky, not just confident. We tried to charge like $1,200 for a wedding and the first time that we did it, the person didn't sign. And so instead of saying, okay, we're just not right for them. We said, oh my God, these prices are way too high. We should only be charging like $400 for a wedding. And we did that because we had no basis for how much it should be worth. Granted, our photography wasn't that great in the beginning. But still, $400 for a full day's worth of work. Yeah,
0: and then all the editing time, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not even a full day's worth of work. You have your sales consultation, and then you have your full day's worth of work. And then you have all the editing and delivery. And if you're ordering any print products, that takes time, too. Yeah. Like a surprising amount of time. And then eventually, fast forward, five years down the line, and we're charging literally $4,000 for weddings. And we're kicking ourselves because we're like, what the heck? Like we could have been full-time, and I could have graduated college and done that full-time had we been charging the right amount from the very beginning. And photography is one of those things. Any kind of creative thing, I feel like, People have a really hard time charging what they should be worth. I feel like you've been there. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I really like doing this. I already have the camera. Like, what it's costing me my Saturday. Yeah. Should I really be charging? I mean, yeah, we were for real charging four grand to shoot a wedding. It's awesome. And by the time we got there, I wasn't thinking twice about it. I wasn't like, mm, are we worth this? I was like, no, like we have lights that we have to keep on. Yeah. And I have a staff. Like a full staff,
0: which is weird. Yeah. I feel like that's good advice. It's not your worth. And-
1: yeah. I mean, I also, when I was applying to jobs, I got a job offer in Springfield, which is where I thought I really wanted to be. Like St. Louis was my second choice at the time, which... <laughs> woof. I'm crazy for that. (laughs) Um, I got a job offer in Springfield and it was for like nothing. Like I remember I was so excited to work at this place. They called me with the offer and I was like, oh, okay, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. And I held them off for a couple more days when I went to do my other interviews down in St. Louis, got the offer here for literally one and a half times almost double what the job offer was in Springfield. And this was at a place where I actually wanted to work. So I took it. It's like the best of both worlds. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Well,
1: I'm glad you decided
0: to move to St. Louis. And now I live in St. Louis, so. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Heck yeah. So now let's talk about um, photography for a while. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell someone that's looking to get into photography? What would be some good advice for them? Shoot in manual.
1: Agreed. Definitely shoot in manual like even if like no matter where you start you will have to fully learn manual so you might as well start trying it in the beginning yeah because you can shoot in auto for a year but after that year you're still gonna have to learn like as soon as you switch to manual you have to learn it yeah it took
0: me a while like i feel like when i first started it was like i missed some shots and i was like oh my gosh but i'm so glad that i made that because now everything just like makes so much sense and i kind of know what the settings to like should be for a certain situation and so yeah i'm so happy i actually did that
1: yeah and look at what you're shooting as you go Mm -hmm. especially if you're shooting in manual yeah i mean there have been a lot of times like on a wedding day where you know you get so caught up when you're going from like the church to like right outside the church And that first shot when they're doing their exit and you're like, oh, my God, it's blown out. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yeah. So (laughs) definitely look at your images as you shoot them and make sure that it's in raw just in case. I mean, not just in case. It should always be in raw. But it really comes in clutch. If there is a situation like that, your image is a little blown and you're like, oh, my God. If it's in JPEG, you're not saving it. Yeah, there's no hope. If it's in RAW, you can save it a little. Yeah, you can do some
0: good, some good editing to it. Yeah, as long as it's in focus, you will be, you really be good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. I mean, hey, even nowadays. Yeah. Now. Like, out that, of focus is now that, the now style. Now the child is like out of
0: focus, and I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh,
1: motion blur. motion blur, motion blur,
0: yes. <laughs> what would be your uh, favorite image that you've ever captured?
1: Oh my god. Or it could be a few. If you can't pick one i do i think i have three and they're my three favorites all for different reasons i feel like so there's one that was at a wedding that i did in allerton park illinois which is like the dreamiest wedding
0: venue that you've ever seen yeah i remember you're like we booked a wedding here and you showed me the pictures and i was like that's gonna be so cool
1: yeah it was amazing And so that one, it was before, it was literally the hottest day of the year. And so we weren't doing pictures outside until after the ceremony, which was outside. Because the groom had like an actual sweating problem. So regular weather, he would have been sweating. But this was like 110 degrees and he was sweating. So we did pictures inside and we're like, okay, where can we even do group photos in this like old mansion when there's, like, a full wedding reception that's also set up. Like, we can't use this big room. There's tables everywhere. So we found this library. And we just happened to bring... Like, we never bring full studio equipment to a wedding. But I think we were freaked out because this venue's intimidating because it's so beautiful that we brought three people. I was one of three photographers. We usually have maybe two. And we brought full on studio strobes, like from our studio. All the light stands, all the flashes, like everything that we had besides big soft boxes, because obviously you can't use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we brought the groom and his groomsman into this library and we shut all of the, like we closed all the blinds or shutters or curtains or whatever. So it was like really, really dark in there. And we're like, okay, um, everyone sit here on these, like, beautiful leather couches. Like, I'm talking, like, this was, like, a library, library, like, fancy. Yeah. And they all had little glasses of whiskey because they just did a shot upstairs while they were getting ready. Like, okay, fill those back up, sit on these couches, and just, like, look literally as cool as possible. (laughs) Just be so cool. Just be cool. I yeah, like that. and let's, like, raise our glasses for a toast. And I took a picture of that, and they were all, like, dead serious faces while they are like, raising their glasses, which sounds weird. But it is so badass, especially with the lights that we brought. It just, like, framed everything so well. And then I edited it to be really dark and, like, super classy. Like, think of the uh, – <laughs> It doesn't sound classy for me to make this reference about this, but you ever see like the Siroc commercials with like, uh, with Diddy? Yeah. And it's like, dang, I wanna be there right now. Yeah. Like they're having the classiest good time I've ever seen. That's how I feel about this picture. Like, dang, it's really cool. I had to take some stuff out. There was a projector hanging from the ceiling, there were like can lights. So overall, it wasn't super flattering in person but the way that we lit it and editing came together really well that's cool that's one of my favorites because i think of that it's a good like we could take this yeah like we could take this room that looked cool anyway but it was like what it would have been hard without the lights to make it look as as good as it did yeah like luckily we brought our lights luckily i know how to edit um and then i have this other one which I think you were at this wedding. You were, you were at this wedding. We were on our feet all day. You know which wedding I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. yeah. All day, like it was very tiring. And I wanted to go out after, and everyone ditched me. Not like you. <laughs> But yeah, we're waiting for the bride and groom to come out for their send off at like 11 o'clock at night. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to leave. Like, this has been so long. I'm going to go see, like, what the holdup is. I walk back into this venue, and the bride and groom are alone on the dance floor, slow dancing all by themselves. Their first moment alone. So I basically crawled across this venue so they wouldn't even see me, and I snagged literally talk about making sure your settings are right i think i probably took one photo and then i was like all right i'm leaving them alone and i ran back out and then i looked at it later and i was like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing i've ever captured in my life yeah i remember you like ran back out of the venue and you were like oh my god oh my god like yeah. it's so cool. like, look <laughs> at this like i was like oh my god it's yeah. incredible and like from a photography standpoint the picture is just like fine but when you know that that's like a real real moment yeah That's like Like their first real moment too. Yeah. Like like married. Yeah. Cool. And that, because of my very personal commentary on Facebook, got us 25,000 impressions on Facebook when I posted it, which was sick. That's awesome. Yeah. And then my third favorite, it was a family shoot that I did at a park on Lake Springfield and there's this little spot where I like to take people where they can step into the water, which like Springfield's really gross, but it didn't look gross in the pictures. (laughs) Um, So it was a little girl and the two parents. And so we get down to this little spot where you can step in and I'm like, oh my God, literally, you know the feeling when you see the sun like hit something perfectly. Yes. Where it's just like that needs to stay like that for the rest of eternity. Yes. That's what I saw when we got to the spot. It was hitting the water in like the perfect spot. And I was like, okay, I need all three of you. Like dad, roll up your jeans. Like mom's wearing a dress. The little girls were a dress. You guys just step in. Like you don't have to get all the way in, but just step in. And so they get in and I just let them do their thing after that and they're just like you know splashing around like here touch the water haha and there's just one shot out of all of that where like I think the little girl's like reaching down to touch the water and the dad's smiling and the mom's like holding her so she doesn't fall like that right there was like the perfect little family moment forever captured with beautiful light
0: on the water. I love it. Yeah. You have that feeling of like, you see the light, and you're like, all right, everyone, like, you have to get there, like, as fast as possible. Yes, so you we need have to, like, get yep. this photo because you're going to love it forever. I promise. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm being crazy, but we have to get that right now. Like, move, yeah. move, move. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's a place, that park is like, I mean, there's only a few spots in that park where we really like to take pictures, but to get to each spot is another 10-minute walk. So, yeah, yeah it's and like that, the second time, you see the light, you're like, we have to
0: go yeah right here we to we're gonna make go. this like look awesome yeah. it's gonna be great just you get X, in, like, you walk 10 you minutes do. down the way and the, the light's gone or it's yeah. moved or it's not hitting the same way yeah maybe that's awesome i'm definitely gonna put all of those images kind of like on instagram too behind the, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the beginning slides so everyone can check those out um let's talk about the power of photography um it's like like the power of capturing a moment you know like that moment's frozen there forever like talk mm-hmm. about that
1: maybe like your feelings on that I don't know. I mean, it's that's what it does. I feel like that's, like, why people who do photography like it so much. or That's why people who do it well like it so much. I feel like you get a high off of, like, a really good wedding or a really good photo shoot, and you're like, oh, my God. And you're just looking at them, and you're like, oh. You're like, I want to get these on my computer as fast as possible. Yes. I can edit them. And like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's cool to know that you – as a photographer, curated that moment and captured it, and you're going to give it to these people, and you're going to be like their little knight in shining armor for yeah. their memories.
0: I know it's is, like I think it's so I love photography just because like like generations to come of that family will like look at the wedding photos, they'll look at the family photos, and it's yes. like they're everyone's going to see those photos, and it's just like a cool moment for that family to always have that specific moment in time.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what's cool about photography now is like my grandparents have been married for freaking a million years like (laughs) no let's see wait hang on they've been married for 64 years that's a really long time and I've seen two photos from their wedding and I can like picture them in my head they're like classic to me But think of the images that we can produce now. Not we as in me and you, but just like Like, photographers in general. Like think of how much more of a story those can tell. And 64 years from now, when my grandkids are looking at my wedding photos, they're going to see the whole thing.
0: Like every like every detail, every little detail. And then I'll throw like wedding videos on top of that too. And then you can actually like yeah. live that story. It's yeah. It's neat. Yeah. I love it. I don't and know then, if
1: that answered the question. No, yeah, but- for
0: <laughs> sure. I just like to talk about that with people who are photographers. Um let's talk about one of our favorite photographers, mm-hmm. Pete Souza. <laughs> and just like yeah like all of his images like we hung out I guess last week and we like literally looked through the whole Obama (laughs) book of his like presidency photos and like we looked through it just like all in one night and we were just like oh my gosh that image that image maybe just like talk us through that and like your your love for his photography
1: that's like the epitome of capturing like moments like I don't know how he did it like we've talked about it some of the images that he got were like he had to like see this coming and like sprint like 300 yards away to be able to get this perfect shot like he's pretty cool yeah
0: I don't know how, like, how commitment yeah
1: I remember there's like
0: one shot of Obama walking into the White House and it's like snowy and there's yes. like, it's, like but he like had to run like far away or he was just like camping out in the snuff like half an hour kinda, Yeah, like, he, wait, he was waiting sitting for this there one yeah. moment and it's like it's crazy I just love that like that dedication too of like
1: capturing those moments it is really cool and it's also like I mean, you know, his documentary is coming out soon. I
0: know. I'm excited. We're going to definitely have a watch party for that.
1: Very excited. But, like, the way... I mean, that's how that presidency is going to be, like, remembered. I know. Yeah. Literally. Through those photos that he took. How cool is that? I know. It also goes to show the difference, like, not even to be political. But, Trump's photographer is not even allowed... Like, in, in private... Those moments, yeah. Yeah. Like, the irony of, like, look at what this kind of says about, yeah. like, each of the presidents. But, yeah. No, I think he is amazing. Like, not even... Like, he's a really good photographer, but also just, like... Just I like, mean, you know. I freaking love the Obamas. The whole yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Like... That's how I can see them. That's how everyone can see yeah. them. Yeah, and like the photos tell a story too. You know, there's no
0: like it doesn't have to be video, so like the photos tell the story. Yeah. And it was just incredible too. Yeah. It's like just cap and you only have like a split second to capture some of those images as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's not
0: like Nothing's posed. He's just like they're like documenting. Like he probably like waited maybe like, you know, three hours. He was like hanging out in a meeting and there was one little moment mm-hmm. and he captured it, which is cool. Yeah. You always have to be like ready to go. Like you can't just be kind of like You know, you always have to have your camera, like, ready to go on the right settings. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. Can you name some of your favorite images from him off the top of your head? Um,
1: yes. There is one with... It was in some desert somewhere. I just see a big, like, orange... Oh, yes. It's the one we looked for in that book, like, forever. And
0: then we finally found it. We were like, that's the one. We just looked on that page for, like, an hour. (laughs) We were like, damn.
1: And it has, I think, Marine One, mm-hmm. like, the silhouette of Marine One, and he's, like, walking. It's like, walking across the sand, and, like, yeah. it's just, like... Oh! Yeah. Love it. There's a couple that he took of Air Force One, like, the one that's it's in the fog, mm-hmm. and they got, like, delayed or whatever, and it's just sitting there in the fog, and it looks so cool. Yeah. Um, any photo of Obama, like, standing at the top of those steps on Air Force One and waving... Always composed beautifully. Yeah. Always looks so good. I think there's one with a rainbow in it, too, behind him, which is really cool. It is cool. There are so many good ones. Yeah. It's like he was oh, with them for eight years. Um, The hair like mine photo. Mm, yes. Where he bends down and the little kids touch his hair. That one's, or of, that's the, one's probably my favorite. Yeah. I think that was my definitely my favorite. The kid in the Spider-Man costume. Mm, that was good, like, too. Hey. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that one's really good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said the... The one with the little kid touching his hair that was like up in the white house because they always kind of hung up the most recent images mm-hmm. and he said that one was there for a long time like a yeah, pretty good duration of the presidency so yeah it's definitely one of my favorites as well oh he's so cool. yeah he's so cool yeah I can't, I can't wait for that documentary it's gonna oh. be awesome Same. well this has been a good episode got a few more questions but thank you for being here it's been a good time um I always like to talk to people about their their mindset and perspective on things. Ooh, um and cool. how would you say that that has shifted in like you know like the past you know maybe five years, I guess was always the range I like to go oh with. Oh my god,
1: five years. I'm not very old. Could I have yeah, mindset shift by now? We're getting pretty old.
0: <laughs> I mean like high school you um, okay to college yeah, yeah. you until like now, like working you.
1: Um Well for one, like I said, Definitely know what you're worth and don't be afraid to not ask for it, but tell people, Hey, this is what I'm worth. Even if it's like, I'm worth your time, not necessarily a dollar amount. I like money. <laughs> I love money, but yeah. Um, I think a, one of the biggest things that I had to learn was like holding myself accountable for just anything. Like, I mean, when you're running your own business, if something goes wrong, like it comes back on you. It's all on you, yeah. Yeah, and you have to own it, and you have to handle it, take care of it. Um, But even after I wasn't running my own business anymore, at my first job, if, if I did something wrong, like there may have been one time when I was pretty new and did something wrong where I would explained to my boss that it was someone else's fault or whatever and then she was like mm, no like if, if you did something wrong you need to fix it like you need to own that so I do now not that I do anything wrong ever <laughs> the <in> but <laughs> if I ever do I will own it and
0: make it right good advice yeah very good advice and then let's talk about we have some really great people that are around us here in st louis and mm-hmm. just kind of all over the country from just our whole lives so far um why do you think it's so important to surround yourself with good people and friend groups and at the office and things like that
1: yeah well the office is really important because you see you spend more waking hours with your coworkers than you do with like I mean literally anyone else than your spouse like for real if you go to what I go to work at 8 in the morning and I get home at 5.30 at night and then I go to bed at like you know 10 that's literally more time spent at work than with my wife yeah which is weird so yeah work friends are important just cause I don't know just makes the the work more enjoyable I feel like Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Especially if you move somewhere for your job, like I did. You know? Like, you weren't in St. Louis when I moved here. Yeah. There were only a couple, like, really close friends who were in St. Louis. So I made friends at work. And they're, like, some of my best friends now. Which is crazy, because I have not known them for that long. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like you met him, and then you're like, "Yeah, here's these awesome
1: guys and <laughs> yeah.
0: gals, and it was fun. Yeah, there were so good people. I haven't got to see him for a while, but yeah. hopefully we can hang out with the the whole work fam.
1: Yeah, the work fam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good friends in general. I don't know. Just cause just makes life more <laughs> enjoyable. It definitely does. It does. You want people to like share experiences with? Yeah, I feel like, especially. I shouldn't say especially. even if you're in a relationship or married like me it's like you have to know and this applies to friendships too you can't get everything you need from just one person you have to kind of broaden your friendship horizons you know like my wife is not a big partier but I love partying yeah so what do you think I do with my friends? Like I still – I shouldn't have to, you know, give that up. That makes me sound like a crazy party. <laughs> You're like, every day I have a party, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's great. <laughs> but, you know, you shouldn't have to change everything to suit one person or yeah. one friend or whatever. And everyone needs someone to talk to. Agreed. More than one person to yeah, talk to get multiple perspectives. Yeah. Dang,
0: you've offered up some some good advice today, Mr. Smith. I am old and wise. Old and so. wise, Mr. Smith. Um, let's end it with talking about some music. Mm. So, you always have some amazing music that you always find. Oh my God! Oh man. Yeah. So uh, let's maybe give people some uh, some music recommendations.
1: Okay. 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 So, there's this core group, not actually a group, like a music group. They're all individual recording artists. They're called the Mutual Friends. It's Quinn92, Chelsea Keller, Jeremy Zucker, and AOK. I don't listen to AOK as much, but the other three, great. And if you listen to those people, I still call these people the mutual friends, even though they're not. But you'll find other people like Marky Basie, who I freaking love. I'm one of his top 3% fans. I got a notification from Spotify. Congrats. So hopefully he comes to visit (laughs) soon. Yeah, for sure. And hang out. But yeah, you'll see like Marky Basie and Lauv and Black Bear. And all these people have songs with each other. Yeah, which which i think is cool too it's like everyone's like kind of connected which is neat yeah so those are my people mainly quinn 92 nothing beats him nothing quinn xcii quinn (laughs) xcii so good so good that last album incredible yeah i
0: remember in college when you showed me one of his albums i think it was straight jacket is that the right album or is that the album i can't remember but you showed me one of his like most recent albums and you were like, You have to listen to this guy. And I remember like click and play the first time and I was like, This is amazing. So good. And then I just like, kept listening to them, like Jeremy Zucker, Chester Cutler. And then you're like, Let's go see Quinn in St. Louis. So we drove down here and got to see him in like a cool spot. And then venue. tickets
1: were twelve
0: dollars. Yeah. And then he like blew up after that. So yeah. playing like the bigger venues, like the pageant and stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. So go to Nick for all your music needs. You have a playlist, right? Oh, my God. I didn't or, think
1: like, i get to plug my buzz. Yeah, plug playlist. <laughs> yeah, on Spotify. It's called Darty Season, and that is for dartying, obviously. I update it regularly, but I also have one called Mutual, which will give you a lot of those artists, Quinn and Jeremy Zucker, and a lot of Marky Basie, Black Bear, wow. yeah, Chelsea color
0: this is the guy for new music so <laughs> I love that love heck, love love that heck yeah dude um well thank you so much for being here where can people find you on the on the socials
1: you can find me on instagram at nick tyler smith because that is my stage name love it my yeah just my stage name i not gonna <laughs> <laughs> um yeah also nicktylersmith.com if you're ever in you of know, a wedding photog and shago is busy like yeah. Or we can just do like a uh,
0: photo and video.
1: Yeah, we can tag two. One, it. two,
0: yeah. I think that's like always a good way to go. Yeah. But awesome, Nick. Well, thank you so much for being here and dropping some good advice today. It was yeah, fun. thank you for having me. 270 sucks. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for braving the crazy traffic for us. <laughs> of course. <laughs>